I'm Tara. And I'm Austin. And we are a married couple. We have embarked on the adventure of watching all the Countdown to Christmas movies on the Hallmark Channel for 2019. So that's a journey <laughs> that we are in the middle of. So I just want to thank Tara now for we're we're pretty well into this journey. We, we are committed to this at this point. And There's no turning back. I'm loving every second of it. It's better than I thought it would be. So I'm learning a lot. And, <laughs> you know, it's fun to just sit down together and watch these movies and do this together. So I'm enjoying that. Me too. That's my non-snarky comment Aww. for this. <laughs> like, I love you so much. It's like, it's Thanksgiving week. We just got to so be a little... Thankful for so you. thankful for you. <laughs> uh, so we are watching the Monday night movie of the Thanksgiving week extravaganza. And this one is called A Christmas Duet. So what we know is fate brings an ex-music duo together over the holidays just in time for the annual Yuletide Festival. That's a, you know, even when I hear you say it, I'm feeling more layers in that. So I'm ready to make some predictions about what's going to happen in this movie. And before we make our predictions, I'm just excited about the leads of this cast. This is like our first, like, not white lead that we've seen. I don't even know what to say. We never thought it would be possible. We just need gay characters next. I know. (laughs) Even just a character, just a friend Anybody. Who also gets a gay love story. Oh. Uh, but that we're predicting a movie that hasn't existed. Yeah, so let's, let's predict let's focus this on one. this one. Okay, so Christmas duet, clearly there will be some sort of musical number where they're singing. Absolutely. I don't even think that's really a prediction. It pretty much tells us that in this. Um, but they are an ex-music duet. So there is some reason why they have broken off their yeah. musical collaboration. I think that there was some sort of like rift between them. And so this movie is going to be like them working through some of that to ultimately fall in love. And I think through that, we're going to find out that the reason they ultimately split up was because they did have strong romantic feelings, but something caused them to like not be able to be together. And I think the rift is because one of them had feelings for the other one. Well, actually, I think they both had feelings for each other, but one was alluded to be in love with someone else or interested in someone else. So the other person had to leave the partnership to save their own heart. (gasps) Ooh. And they they had to go solo and do their own thing. Interesting, but I think that their love story will not be the only love story in this. No. I think we will have a secondary plot. I think each of our leads will have like a side character, like support character that's going to have like you know you, you get the precocious child. I think that these are going to be the like maybe some someone's the sage wise person mm-hmm. and then the other one is more of the like spitfire i'm going to like tell yeah. you how it is um and, and so those two find each i other. think those two are going to find each oh, other and also fall in love double love story double love story um what is the fate that we think brings these two together that's also that's the part that I heard when I heard you say it again I hadn't thought about this but like there's got to be some sort of not necessarily a meet cute Christmas magic there's some sort of (laughs) Christmas magic so they bump they have to bump into each other whatever it is there will be a moment of collision where they see each other again for a long time and they don't know what to say and maybe it's that there are two festival planners who each book them as separate acts and they don't realize and they don't realize that they were like so I think that might be the fate is like they were both booked and maybe they were double booked at the same same time slot. And so they both were booked as the headliner and now they have to sing together. Will the Yuletide, Yuletide Festival be on Christmas Eve? Yes. 
<laughs> I give it a 90% chance of being on Christmas Eve. Yes, with a 10% chance of it being on the 23rd. Because <laughs> <laughs> we like that date, too. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have any other predictions before we... Well, you know I always have to do Final Shot. Oh, yeah. I think Final Shot will be some sort of song that we get to hear in this movie played by singers who are actually good while they kiss on the final, <laughs> like, in that final scene. And yeah. we pan out a little bit. Aw. Okay. Cool. Well, it's time. All right, let's get the snacks ready. Snacks are ready. Check. Are the dogs asleep on the sofa so we can cuddle up next to them? Yes, they are. (laughs) All right, we'll be back here shortly. We'll see you in two hours. Two hours later. And we are back. We just finished watching A Christmas Duet, and um, I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah, I am too. It was a super cute movie. So I guess we'll start with the summary. I'm just trying to pull the Band-Aid off because I know I have to do it this time. That's right. It's your turn. Good luck. (laughs) Luckily, this one has a relatively simple plot with a lot of subplots. But okay, so let's see if I can do this. So Avery is our main character. She runs an inn and she is in this small town kind of in the middle of nowhere. We also see a second character, Jesse. He's a musician. Um, several points early in the movie people say do I recognize you from somewhere I feel like I have seen you before well they have both characters were famous for having a famous Christmas song duet that made it high on the charts they were traveling singers together but they are no more so she's running the inn he's still trying to pursue his music career which is his dream and they're both happy doing their own thing Avery's Inn has been selected at the last minute to be um, in charge of the town Christmas festival. So she has to put that on with no budget, as she finds out. So she is running to do that. She is also a finalist in a magazine competition for an inn at Christmas. And Mrs. Selig, who runs the contest, is also shown up at the hotel and is trying to judge them to see if they win the contest. So all of this is going on and Jesse happens to show up in town. He shows up at the inn and they are reunited. They remember their past and he's hanging out with them in the town and attending all of the events and they are maybe talking about singing together again. She doesn't want to. It's not necessarily going to be a good idea for them to do that. But Things start snowing. <laughs> Jesse gets stuck in the town for longer than he intends. They start to make googly eyes at each other, and maybe a love is being rekindled. Maybe they do want to sing together again. And at a party, an ugly sweater Christmas party, Avery overhears Jesse saying that it's time to move on. It's time to go to another town. He needs to leave. The snow has cleared. And she says, Oh, he really doesn't want to be with me. He's not interested in being with me because he would rather sing than be with me, which was their original conflict when they were partnered up before. So he looks like he's leaving. She's at the festival. Everything's going well. Her inn is, you know, looking great. And the all the musical act folks have lost their voices. They're sick. So she's going to have to go on and sing her song. But she's like, I can't. It's a duet. 
lo and behold, who shows up at the last minute, but Jesse, he's here. He knows that she can't do this without him. He's ready to sing with her. She's ready to sing with him. They kiss, they go on stage, they perform. She finds out that she has won um, an award for her hotel from Mrs. Sillig, who is very impressed with the hotel. The festival is great. Her friend had her baby and everybody's happy. Christmas is saved. (laughs) Great job. That is definitely this movie in a nutshell. (laughs) I tried to put it in an actual (laughs) nutshell um, without going too far there, but there were some parts in the middle that were a little bit murky. (laughs) I I think you hit on all of the main points um, because this was definitely a movie with um, a lot of little subplots, but they were all focused on like our primary leads relationship. Right. So Jesse doesn't really have any main subplots. It's really most of the subplots focus around Avery and her in. Yeah. And her in. So trying to win the award. It did have a name. I, I didn't actually. It was do a the good Top job Winter the Lodge of, Award. The Top Winter Lodge Award. And then the Yuletide Festival is yes. the name of the festival, which we'll get to that in a minute about what a like just uh, not good that what was the word for that she was being used in that whole um, situation absolutely i definitely have some snarky comments about how she got roped into having to do this yeah Yuletide she got taken Festival. advantage of that's yeah, the yeah. word i'm looking for all right so were our predictions correct um some of them not all of them <laughs> so um because i kept some of my general about them having a rift and them falling back in love that was a hundred percent correct right i wrote their former <laughs> lovers who broke up they didn't break up because of some sort of outside love interest it was more of a confusion he wanted over, to he loved being he on the road and she wanted to be home right and that's actually why she ended up at this inn he's like i feel like i've been here before yeah it was one of their says, tour they locations drove through it on a tour location and she just said that looked like the perfect town she wanted to be a place that was home she wanted to be home and he wanted to be on the road um i also predicted that there would be like side characters who would fall in love and while that part is accurate the type of side characters was not right it was our antagonist yeah uh, mrs sillig I think that's how you pronounce her name. And, and then, Dan, the manager yeah. for Jesse, ultimately, I I, I want to reserve my comments for their love story, <laughs> but they do find some love in right. this crazy world right. we call um, the Hallmark Universe. And and Avery does have a friend, um, Susie, who we see throughout this, but Susie's already married. She's pregnant, very pregnant at very, the beginning of this movie, very so she's already in love. So. She's not going to fall in love again. And the fate that brought them together was not that they had a riff of any kind. Uh, or excuse me, it wasn't that they were double booked. It was that um, Jesse was on tour at all of these kind of small towns. And his manager just happened to book him at the Blue Spruce Inn that right. she runs. And right. they just didn't even know they were going to run into each other. Right. Right. And that's the part I missed in my summary because I was like, I don't remember how we ended up there. So yeah, it was just, just it was just a there. hotel. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think those were all of the. Oh, and the, the final shot, which was their song playing while it's panning out. 100% accurate on that one. Yeah, but I did say for their. Well, I said final shot would be in front of a fireplace. And it was their final. It wasn't their final shot. They were sitting around the fireplace. Or no, that was their kiss. You're thinking of a different movie. Because <laughs> we did a double feature together. and we're blurring two movies together. Uh, yeah, so they did kiss in front of a fireplace, but they're no, they almost no, they didn't kiss in front of the fireplace at all. They You're kissed right. at the stage. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, America. I'm sorry, listeners. 
That was absolutely because yeah. our audience movie. is all of America now. <laughs> they kissed outside in the snow before the concert. They had an almost kiss, and that was also outside. Yep. And Austin said, "In front of snowmen." That's the other movie. Why can I not remember? <laughs> They're so, so stay similar. tuned for our next episode where we will give you these predictions that come true. Um, yeah, so this one we just predicted that it, I just predicted that the final shot would be um, in front, uh, or excuse me, while their song is playing, sung by better singers, but it was still them singing, but I think that they were voice dubbed for most of it. Yes. I do not think that those are their actual singing voices. Oh, I think they were, though. I think that they just recorded it and had it auto-tuned beforehand. There was some commercial where Candace Cameron told us, like, if you want to watch the full music video or something that they recorded for this movie, then check out Hallmark.com. So head over there <laughs> if you're interested in the full movie. And we did see little shots of this music video throughout, so clearly they're trying to kind of promote that a little bit. And it was kind of a cute song. It was, it was catchy. Yeah, uh, it was called It Wouldn't Be Christmas. Not as rhymey in some places as I would have liked. Yeah. But, you know. I don't think I could sing. It's not a tune that's stuck in my head. Right. Um. So yeah, uh, definitely overall a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Really happy to see like not like white leads for the first time right this season and um, two parents and like two I, I was i wrote down both of her parents are alive and they don't actually play a significant role in the story so kudos on hallmark for letting a family live yeah well i think it was because she had two parents because he had none so yeah she, she his parents the, are non-existent they aren't in the story so she gets to have two because there's only a one parent per main character allotment for each one of these films. So she took both of them. So she had both of them because he had none. Um, all right. So can I give you my first thought on this oh, that I thought do. early on in the film? So we're introduced to Avery. We see her inn. I always li- I do like the ones where they own an inn. I think it's really cute. Too. Very prominent profession in these movies. I got really big Lorelai and Suki vibes from Avery and Susie. So not necessarily Lorelai vibes as much from Avery, though she's like definitely the go-getter. Um, but she's a little bit jaded on like love and her former career and stuff. But Susie was totally Suki from Gilmore Girls. Like they were the same type of character. Now, are we 100% that's the character's name? Her name was Susie. Well, <laughs> oh, what, then maybe I got it wrong. From and her name was from Gilmore Girls, because huh? <laughs> from the Gilmore Girls, I was, was Lorelai and Suki. I'm just making sure that we're using the right Gilmore. Girl. I don't know the show well enough. Yeah, Lorelai and Suki. <laughs> okay, just making sure. Are you doubting me? I am. Do you think their names are different? I'm just saying we've referenced Gilmore Girls before, and used the wrong character name. Oh, so just want to make sure <laughs> when I got Tristan and Logan confused. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just so just want to do a fact check because I don't know enough about the show to fact check you. <laughs> she was very pregnant. She was very happy all the time. She was so she was the happiest pregnant She's lady I've ever seen. And just like raring to go, though. And like, she was a super fan of Jesse. Oh, my God. Yes. Like she... it was hilarious. It provided for a lot of moments where her husband whose name is irrelevant. No, he did have a name. I wrote Marshall. Okay. Uh, Marshall kept being like, 
hey honey over here i'm your husband because <laughs> she would just be like jesse can i like make food for you right now it will end at the end the husband got her a gift for the baby and it was this little mobile but it and it had like little desserts on it and he had jesse record the song a for it to play for, for the baby <laughs> that was very cute that was pretty much their entire plot line yeah like, well she did she went into not, not labor, labor but, but she had like, she was put on bed rest yeah because she was overextending herself with too much excitement and that wasn't good for her and i the thought baby. there would be more to that 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 would mean that avery was overworked. i thought she would go into labor at some right. point right and then she was just back at work like two days later like, yep. I'm back. I was like she's cooking we, in the kitchen again why did we like, even have that plot but she did give birth at the end and we met the baby so that's that was right. her whole contribution to the plot what did you see um for me I need to take note of a side character, Arnold, mm-hmm. who is apparently the like captain of the Yuletide Festival on the city council. And he was such an obnoxious character. He would come into the Blue Spruce Inn and just be like, we have total disaster. Like every time, just no regard for who anybody was talking to. Right. No regard for how that might impact others who were listening in, especially um, Miss Selig. Is that Selig? Yeah, Selig. Yeah. Um, because she was like, what do you mean there's a disaster? I'm judging this hotel right now on whether it should win a top award prize for my magazine yeah, that woman was a little much <laughs> um i loved her character i wrote <laughs> down i aspire to order like her she kept ordering different types of tea <laughs> and like she was like okay i really want like anything that you give me oh wait um can i have green tea but i want it to be like mint green tea but not too like sprightly and then finally she's like this is too sprightly. <laughs> Can I please have a tea that's like tall grass on a summer evening? That like, was my favorite way to that? order ever. I loved it. I loved it. I want that. I'm going to order stuff like that in restaurants from now on. Just she FYI. was just very unrealistic. So she came in and she, you know, she's supposed to be our antagonist. That This yeah. cloud is hovering over everything that's going on that she's being watched and so Miss Silly comes in and she's like, you're up for this award. I expect to, you know, be here for a couple of days, see how you run things. And that's all good and well. But then she like criticizes Avery for taking on the Yuletide Festival. She's like, that might be a lot. Most of the other hotels that win these awards are able to just solely focus on what they're doing. Which and- really means my every need right <laughs> she and it's clearly like, wants to be catered to i would 100% think that's a good thing for an and plus clearly this is like a one-time thing and it's a last minute thing and it's an emergency thing so let's not like criticize or maybe come back another time or say you know what we can do this next year if it's not the right year for it but she just was overly antagonistic about also doing the festival yeah. while being judged for this. But at the magazine. same time, I do like like a caricature of an antagonist when Hallmark puts them in movies because it adds just like a quirkiness. So I did enjoy the unrealistic nature of her. Um, so Arnold comes in and is like total destruction mm-hmm. um, where the Yuletide Festival was going to be held, which was the Phillips Farm. Um they had an irrigation pipe burst and while their farm is fine the entire festival is underwater so the town council voted we think you would be the best host we think we have the funds to cover it 
will you? And she's like, absolutely. So she's she just, wanted to host the festival for years. And the count, town council votes on it every year, and she's never won it before. And this year, as an emergency backup with questionable funding, you're our number one <laughs> choice for a backup for our festival. Like, it's just what an honor. Like, when he told her that, the first thing I wrote down is, like, I would want to see a contract of what expenses you're covering for my property. Right. Because she, well, you know, spoiler alert here, she ends up covering them all because they come back and they say, JK, there's not actually any funds. So she's taking on this whole festival for this town with no budget. She also had this to-do list that included things like find a Santa, get a person to do this, get a person to do that. And it's like, wouldn't those people have already been lined up for the other festival? I feel they like, didn't go underwater. I feel like if you book a Santa, he's going to be available. You, you, you book him months in advance. It's like a wedding photographer. You don't wait until the week before Christmas. Well, to book and a he Santa. was already booked for the festival. They're just moving the location. So clearly so the a lot of those things <laughs> like they can just be moved. The people can be moved. The some of the things that they bought can be moved. And she's buying like hot chocolate for the entire town. Well, she does end up because they decide to cancel it initially. Like that's our false conflict is Arnold's like, we have no funding. We're going to cancel. And so he's making this big announcement in the town to the 20 people who show up. And he's about <laughs> to say, we're canceling the Yuletide. And she goes, well, hold on a second. This is going to be the best Yuletide festival ever. But because of what happened at Phillips Farm, we don't have any funding. Would you all be willing to donate? And then people are like, I've got props. I've got hot chocolate. Yeah, yeah. They did They did crowdsource a lot of things. Like the theater department gave them a lot of things that they had sitting in their storage so that they could use it for the scenery. And uh, she roped the kids staying at the hotel into helping them set up the Santa's village. And the parents just left to go shopping in the town and left their kid with Avery to a set complete- up. A complete stranger i mean yes she is the in like owner right. but it was like do you have daycare no but i have child labor we can get, get to have to keep your kid occupied right so they have a lot of things at the festival they have a snowman decorating contest they have a santa's village they have a hot chocolate station and that is one of the first little romantic moments we get when they go to get the hot chocolate and do the hot chocolate tasting so i want to talk about how it's a romantic moment but i first need to ask the question which is okay this woman volunteered hot chocolate why are they getting to do a tasting of hot chocolate number one hot chocolate is hot chocolate number two you're going to get what this woman gives you she's donated it i mean it was just like hilarious to me i was like who goes for a tasting of hot chocolate for yeah they go to a place that seems to only sell hot chocolate or maybe it's like a maybe it's like a shop. chocolate shop or something and I don't know. so they they get the hot chocolate and they're tasting like do i want the semi-sweet or the milk or the i don't know maybe different flavorings or something and and so she decides you know they, they're both in there and they get snowed into the hot chocolate shop and then their song comes on the and radio. And their song comes on the radio and they're forced to talk about their relationship and, and maybe what had gone a little bit wrong in it. So that was a cute moment, but also a very forced moment in the writing. Yeah. Uh, but they, they wheel out all this hot chocolate and um, they get the idea. Whose idea was it to do the hot chocolate bar? Was that? It was Jesse's. He Jessie's said, what right. if we did like a, a hot chocolate bar where people could like make their own flavor combinations? And again, they're 
volunteering this woman to provide more ingredients than just the initial hot chocolate. Right. Well, and I got the sense that maybe they were going to provide those separately. Ah. But it's it was supposed to be pointing out like what a good team they make. Like right. she brought they the hot chocolate and then he made it better by adding the extra ingredients. It's like us. We're a great team. Right. I bring the hot chocolate and you and bring, I bring the the, the toppings. <laughs> You're the sprinkles. <laughs> You're the cinnamon additive. I'm the cool whip on top. But cool whip, you you fill up above the nine ounces of the the hot chocolate. You do not short me the the three ounces of hot chocolate like books, books, books in that last movie. I know. That was like ugh. Such a drama. Such a drama. <laughs> <laughs> um one thing I did enjoy was so as uh what's her name Avery (laughs) was interviewing for the magazine and like what um like she got asked lots of questions about like so why did you name the inn the blue spruce inn and I really liked what she talked about as like the reason she named it that and so she said you know blue spruces are unique they have shallow roots but they can withstand high winds and so it's this kind of running theme of like you can make a home and a community even if you weren't there. Yeah. As just long like as you have you, strong roots, they don't have to be deep roots. Right. And I just thought that was a really nice sentiment. Just like if you come to visit, you're staying at her lodge, you are not staying there for ever, but you get that benefit. It feels like home even though you're there for a week. So once they decide to do the festival, um, you know, there's this big to-do list that they have to divide up and Marshall is going to help Avery out since Susie kind of has to take it easier because of the baby and Marshall goes off the to-do list and he ends up making a countdown festival sign and it's only five days until the festival and it seemed like a lot of work to make this it was sign. like a real wood sign and it was like and not I'm just, just thinking this is a single use prop it was like the amount of effort he put into that I felt like could have gone to other things that were much more essential but also when he revealed it he was like i thought this would help people like count down to know how many days it is until the festival she's like oh my gosh so everyone can count with us and i was just like have y'all not heard of countdown and wasn't there another one at the phillips farm like i just again (laughs) yeah yeah I, i didn't understand why uh why he put so much effort into that i mean he clearly was a craftsman he made lots of things but that countdown sign made me laugh every time they changed the numbers each day (laughs) <laughs> um after the cocoa scene they come back they were they were snowed in and that was also why avery's parents were having trouble getting to town so she's kind of waiting for them to show up to do her tree decorating and all these other things um and they're worried about you know with all the snow did it damage the materials from the festival that had gotten set up and i was sitting there like oh no this is going to be a conflict they're going to go back and something's going to be damaged and then they were like nope Everything was fine. <laughs> and they were like, like he yeah, said, luckily there was stress out over nothing. <laughs> and it was like, luckily there was no wind. Let me tell you from the inside of that cocoa that shop. snow was blow it. Blustering. <laughs> it was a blustery <laughs> snow. So I don't know if it just didn't blow at the blue spruce. And, and also like the high winds element of the blue spruce. It could have been like, well, we tied everything down really well, just like the blue spruces. Like, I mean, just. A missed opportunity. A weird plot moment. Sorry, I yawned. <laughs> Sometimes I do that. 
Guys, we're running on a lot of caffeine right now because it is Thanksgiving (laughs) Day. Thanksgiving Day. (laughs) Um, So they also then went to an ugly sweater party. Hosted by Arnold. Skipping some things here. It's okay. They they go to this ugly sweater party and um, you know, of course I get that she has an ugly sweater, but like Jesse just happens to have an ugly sweater in his suitcase. Both of her parents happen to have an ugly sweater in and their suitcase. And they all seem to be from like the Happy Elf shop right. on Amazon. <laughs> I'm like, how'd y'all get this one? Because they were invited. He said, do you want to come to my ugly sweater party tomorrow night? And somehow these people came up with all these ugly sweaters. And one thing to note is Arnold said, um, I have been undefeated for since I've been hosting this because it's your own party again, <laughs> again with people hosting the parties winning their own contest he's the judge and he self-selects him every time and so <laughs> um I think it was and he did this right after the time he said I know you were the right person to host to her which I thought was hilarious because the town votes every year on who should host she has never once been nominated and then they voted her for the emergency backup. So what he meant to say is you were the right person to save our butts. He was buttering her up. He was doing that flattery thing of like, who's the person that's the sucker that's going to take this on at the last minute? But yeah, we're going to go in and tell them how great they are and how perfect <laughs> they are. So then they'll do this for free to save the town. So luckily it went well for her, but she was set up for failure and she was definitely being taken advantage of. So around this time of the ugly sweater we have a commercial break and i I don't normally want to talk about the commercials (laughs) as like write this down austin but this is the best worst commercial i've ever seen so um it's a folgers commercial (laughs) that starts with like feet hanging down in a fireplace with someone like poking it with a fire poker and we hear this like choir gospel group start singing like dad decided to play the role and now the kids are scarred because he's stuck in a chimney hole. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Yeah, it's like, forget <laughs> dad. Like, they're all, just, it pans out. You see the dad's feet. You're like, oh my gosh, the father tried, first of all, to go down the chimney. Like, what idiot does that? And he's stuck. And then they're all just sitting around drinking, just drinking Folgers, Folgers coffee. <laughs> but it was also like a dark commercial. It was so weird. I hope that you YouTube this later because it is worth watching. There's a reason that commercial played on the Philo app commercials for the Hallmark <laughs> Channel and not on your mainstream television, I think. I, I, yeah, I don't think this would be on a cable. But like an a interesting choice of channel to locate that commercial on. Okay, I just needed to like talk about that Folgers commercial <laughs> for a minute because it was so ridiculous. Um Anywho, so we get to the part where uh, the parents are able to get in because a snowstorm had made it so that their flight wasn't going to come in. And then the roads are opened and Jesse doesn't seem to like realize that until like the next day during the ugly sweater party. If her parents got here, then I can leave. (laughs) (laughs) And he seemed like... Never mind his like almost kiss with Avery the day before, like... Nope, that mean nothing. Yeah, I didn't get why he was like not more conflicted about leaving because he was definitely vibing on their relationship, and he was just like, "Yeah, I think it's time to go." And then Avery overhears that and like immediately walks out. So we do not know if Arnold won again this year for the ugly sweater contest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Though I will say his was pretty ugly. <laughs> um, and ultimately it gets resolved. They end up falling in love, and. At the end, she does not win 
the top Winter Lodge Award. She they wins make, a brand new they award. They make a new award with just a comparable prize pool of sixty thousand dollars. So crazy! Like, I love that this woman has the power to make up a brand new award for sixty thousand dollars. Right, and like, the award. What kind of magazines doing that well? <laughs> right, and the award. I guess she was so inspired. The award is the Home Away from Home Award, which of course is perfectly fitting for Avery because. That was her purpose in making this hotel. But then when she wins it, she's like, we can finally make the cottages we've been trying to make. I'm like, you're putting the down payment on the Like, what cheap-ass cottages are you making? (laughs) And then Jesse goes, no, we should build a recording studio. And she goes, yes, that's a great idea. We can do an artist in residence. And I was like, time out, Jesse. You've had one kiss. And you've only had one hit song. (laughs) Why are you like offering up how she should build her in that's quite successful without you? She does not need music. She don't need your struggling artist, but she's <laughs> going to run her in successfully. This inn does not need a recording studio in an in-house artist in residence. It needs cottages. <laughs> at the same time, like very quickly at the end, Dan, the manager of Jesse and Aww. Phyllis, who is the magazine woman, are both talking about how they're like on the road all the time and it's hard to find love and she's honoring her late husband because he wanted to see the world and he's like I can't find a woman who wants to be on the road and loves it and they kind of like connect very briefly I don't even think they kiss and she goes so I'm going on or he's like I need to find another tour because Jesse's staying in town now and she's like, well, if you want something to do, I'm going on a grand European she's like, like invites resort and invites him, him for weeks. Europe. Like you've not even what's maybe there must have been something happening behind the scenes because I don't invite a man to travel Europe with me. Not even for the like sharing a bedroom, being together all the time aspect, but the like you have to really be in my inner circle for me to want to travel with you. And is and is she bankrolling it for him? Because that's a sweet deal for him. Yeah, it's definitely um, not going to be any work involved for him. He's just <laughs> hanging out in her room. <laughs> He's basically going to be her plaything. <laughs> so that's a whole different kind of movie. <laughs> that's not that going to air not on Hallmark on this channel. <laughs> we don't know what they're up to, but it clearly was all happening behind the scenes. Yeah, the end of this movie felt like it happened very quickly, as I feel in a lot of these movies. We're slow. We're creeping along. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're only an hour into this thing and then we got 15 minutes left to go and it's like boom 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 we're kissing we're singing we're all getting together everybody's giving gifts Christmas is saved yeah I would be fine if it was just like you know what I'm gonna go finish my tour and then I'd like to come back and see how this works right like that feels like, like I'm giving up this line and I'm gonna live here with you forever and we're gonna run this but in. you have to build me a recording studio <laughs> <laughs> right make me happy and I'll stay with you so they did sing their song, that cute little auto-tuned Saving Christmas duet, because it can only be sung as a duet, because we know that any <laughs> artist who has a duet can never just sing it as a solo. And that's pretty much... Christmas is saved. The, the, We're happy. <laughs> the plot of that movie. So uh, any other snarkable moments that you want to comment on before we talk about whether this love will last? No, I don't think so. Except for that baby at the end looked pretty fake. When she's holding the baby around the fire, I'm like, how long ago did you give birth? You're already bringing your infant to your work and hanging out with people and sitting around the fire. And it looked like this big old plastic baby. <laughs> but okay. You yeah. Do you. It's like a day old and everyone's just around it. Yeah. So the question is, do you think that Jesse and Avery's love will last? 
I do. They've been together before. I think that he is not going to make it as an artist. He has to come to that realization. So that may be a struggle for them. But I do think that they have a love for each other. I think that she has a viable business opportunity. He can find a way to work with her at the end. They could even still perform there for the guests so that he can have that outlet, a little coffee shop guitar playing. Um, But he's not going to do the big time stuff. Or he can travel and come back to her. But I think that they're going to make it. Maybe I'm too optimistic. I don't think they're going to make it. I never think think they're going to make it. I don't. There's actually a few I've thought. You're a Grinch. I am a Grinch. Here's the reason. He loves traveling and being on the road. And he actually turned down like a big concert to go open for. I think he's going to get bitter and resentful that he's stuck in a small town that he has no real connections in other than her. She's a successful woman who doesn't really need him. And I think like he over time is going to get tired of being like a kept man because she really is a strong independent woman who has made like a she life don't for need herself. No man. She don't need no man. <laughs> and I think he's going to get resentful of it and I think he's going to leave and like go on like little mini tours and then be like baby come, let me come back. Take me then back. I can see that too. <laughs> I can also see him being there and them not having the happiest marriage because it was just kind of like but I I think that there is with an artist like that you have to as you get older realize that that life of playing these are small venues still that he's playing that he's not gonna really make it big like he thought he was it's hard it's probably become like the the music the church choir director right I mean there's other things you can do and he can do those and stay close to Avery so Christmas magic Santa sightings not really nope What's our other one? Title <laughs> review. Title review. Uh, Christmas duet. That's actually the perfect title. I actually agree wholeheartedly. I think this movie was deserving of that title. While we did snark on it a lot, it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the song again. Probably if I heard it on the radio, I think it was cheesy, but a little catchy, little pop tune for a definitely one I expect to hear in future Hallmark movies. I want to hear other characters playing it, and being like, <laughs> "I love this," song. and then it'll be like the Marvel universe, but the Hallmark universe <laughs> because that does come into play. I do think these they're all in the same universe or um, multiverse. I wholeheartedly the Hallmark agree. multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> you know the, and yeah. then our final segment which is our rating system for us to kind of rate how successful this movie captured the spirit of Christmas. Right. What day of the year would you watch this movie? Um, I'm not sure exactly what day. Um, maybe December 8th. It would be one of the Saturdays in December. So maybe one of the earlier ones, December 8th, Saturday evening movie. This is a good little fun, romantic, good Saturday night movie. Yeah, for me, I definitely think it's an early December movie. Um, it's not a Thanksgiving or Christmas Eve movie for me, but it's one that's like, it keeps the spirit alive and it it makes me pretty happy. And so definitely an evening friends could be over if they'd like to be, you're welcome to come over friends. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't have like a specific, like it doesn't have to be a weekday or a weekend, but it would definitely just be kind of a, a, a chill evening in December. Awesome. Well, Maybe we can pull this one back out again when we, because uh, <laughs> after this week we're gonna have we're gonna be two thirds of the way through our movies. And so I, we I'm might excited have to watch them, <laughs> see no. if they hold up. I have Christmas classics that I am ready to watch after this. So oh yeah, we gotta we should do a podcast on that. Share some of our favorite classic movies. One that you probably never heard of that is my favorite. 
Borrowed Hearts. This is the very first movie in this sort of hallmarky genre oh, yeah. that Austin introduced me oh, to. So it may be guys. what kind of started us on this journey. I think so. Because like, <laughs> I watch have it every a deep year. love. I have a deep love for that movie. <laughs> so maybe you can have that to look forward to. But definitely you can look forward to us continuing on our journey to discussing all of the Hallmark Countdown to Christmas movies this season. We got another one coming at you. For this was the Monday night movie for the week of Thanksgiving. We got the Tuesday, we got the Wednesday, we got the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night movies still coming, and then on into December. So we are not nearly done yet. Nope, nope. I'm so <laughs> glad that we're gonna go eat Sound some food excited. now. I actually am very excited about it. Uh, right. I'm just more of like how we're gonna be able to make more excuses to like step away from your family during a very family oriented <laughs> like, holiday. We need to go record our <laughs> podcast. Um, we will make it work. And you should hear from us in our next episode. Well, I've been Austin. And I've been Tara. Happy holidays. And Merry Christmas. (laughs) 